I will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. That's all. on ice it's tiger in 05 it's history in the making this is the drake toll show finally friday you made it to the end of the work week the drake toll show following up the press box john morris after us matt mosley closing out your week with all things sports in central texas drake toll with you here cameron stewart will join us at 12.20 today, a shortened show for him, but he'll at least be with us for a second and explain why he is out of the office today because it is quite the story. Tell you what's not quite the story, the old Texas Rangers. Look, a lot of sports happening for a Thursday night last night. China Spring Cougars, the biggest high school game in not just Central Texas, but all of Texas. Final score, Stephenville 31, China Spring 21. The Cougars lose a district game for the first time since they dropped one against Connolly in 2020. That's the first district game that Tyler Beatty, second-year head coach, the Cougars have lost. That team is now 6-3 and three overall for a squad that's won back-to-back state championships in Class 4A, winning 4A Division I last year, beating Stephenville last year. An unexpected, surprising double-digit loss after getting up 7-0, then trailing 28-7. 28-7. to The Cougars at least fought back to make it a ball game, but eventually lost. On today's show, we'll be joined later on at 1 o'clock by Carter Yates from Dave Campbell's Texas High School Football to talk more about that game, as well as other matchups going on in Central Texas. I have got my pulse on Gatesville at Madisonville, Arena at Franklin, West hosting Grandview, Alvarado on the road against La Vega as well. Plenty of big games to watch in the Central Texas area and more of those. Nathan Brown joins us at 120 to talk Big 12 because there are new rumors out. The ACC and one of the big names, one of the big influencers of the ACC has asked the conference to go after West Virginia and TCU. So instead of instead of the Big 12 poaching the ACC, now there are folks in the ACC who say, hey, let's get to the front end of this and come in and take not just West Virginia, but TCU. That's surprising. Pretty surprising to see expansion go that way. It's also ridiculous. Yeah. The, yeah. the 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 Big 12 new TV deal hasn't even started yet, mm-hmm. and they already pay out more per school oh, yeah. than the ACC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now you'll every, and it drives me crazy, every ESPN article says ACC is third in revenue. Well, yeah, because they have more schools. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 is third in revenue distributed per school. Yep, yep. yep. They're already about four to five million a year ahead of the ACC. The ACC's 
got a little bit more money coming in with whatever that deal is with mm-hmm. the weird with I can't even remember the the network CW. Yes. Yeah. But that's pennies basically. It it's not yeah. a lot of money whereas the Big 12 is about to start their new TV deal which I think if I looked at it right should put them about 10 million per school above the ACC. It's just a non-starter. You've yep. got that and the grant of rights that they've already signed too. We'll get into that more at 12:20 and then big, big breaking news over the last 24 hours right here in Waco. First District Judge Robert Pittman dismissed former Baylor University football coach Art Bryles and former Baylor University athletic director Ian McCaw from a federal Title IX lawsuit. This coming from KWTX, ruling no reasonable jury could find them negligent in the domestic violent assaults of a former Baylor student by a former Baylor football player. Pittman also threw out gross negligence claims against Baylor University, but will allow the jury to decide if the university violated Title IX gender discrimination requirements. The jury set to hear final arguments at 11 a.m. today. So that is either wrapped up or close to wrapping up as it started a little bit over an hour ago. Attorneys for Bryles and McCall said they were pleased for their clients, happy for Coach Bryles. He did nothing wrong, said Reed Simpson, the attorney, Bryles' attorney. That seems pretty confident. That to say he did nothing wrong. It just makes my blood boil to hear it. Pretty it confident. Really does. And then that, that's his attorney he's paying, so I get it. And, and look, I'm going to go into, into those in Central Texas. There are, there are two sects here. That's S-E-C-T. There are two, there are two lines of people. And, and on one side, it seems, it seems like a pretty divided line. On one side, it's the CAB. You know, we want Art Bryles. Art Bryles the best. He never should have been fired. And on the other side, it's, hey, look, Art Bryles made a, a big mistake. There was negligence involved, and, and he was rightfully fired from Baylor University. That word negligence has been the big one that's come up over the course of this case, been the big one that's come up over the course of the last eight, nine years that Baylor and, and Baylor fans have been hearing about this. And look, what I have been told from people who were around the situation, this is the part where Art gets in trouble. The head coach knows everything that happens in a program. Nothing at you. You're looking at Jim Harbaugh right now has all these allegations at Michigan that he's sign stealing and there's, there's one rogue staffer who's been on staff since 2016 who went out and decided, right, all of a sudden that he was going to go scout opposing teams in person and steal signs. This has been a big issue. And that Jim Harbaugh had no idea, had no idea that somebody on his staff was going out and doing these things. That's complete bull. Of course Jim Harbaugh knew it was happening. You think one guy who's been there since 2016 just decided to go off on his own and randomly do this thing, and the head coach would never know, would never would never get out? I mean, do you think you know how stupid that is? you think there would be domestic abuse Sexual assault allegations, violations, occurrences, upwards of 50 of those, and that Art Bryles just didn't know about it? That other coaches on staff, the Jeff Levy and company, and look, there, there is a case, you can make a case that Levy and some of the assistants did things that were worse than Art Bryles. There, there, are, there are things there, and it's not to say that you're making Art Bryles out to be a hero or that he didn't know, but I, I bet there are guys who had a, a much worse part played in this than Art Bryles, who got off scot-free because they weren't the head coach. I wouldn't disagree with you there. I think everybody can get around the idea. There are some people who were in the weeds of this, more so than Art Bryles, who was coaching the football team, that were truly doing some bad stuff. But let's all kind of come together around the fact that nothing happens in a football program that the head coach doesn't know. So when all this was going on, while this, this one little sect of the case 
has been pushed away from Art Bryles and Ian McCall. It doesn't give. It doesn't give complete amnesty. It doesn't mean that nothing bad happened. And when Art Bryles' attorney, who he pays to say this, says that he is a free man who did nothing wrong, that doesn't mean it's correct. Well, yeah, and and this doesn't have anything to do with the current case. But we know what Art Bryles knew about a lot of yeah. things going on in the program just from the text messages that were released. Yep. So for his. And from other coaches who said, hey, look, when you take this transfer, just know he's yes. got a history of sexual abuse, of domestic abuse, of, of violence. And Art Bryles like, ah, you know, I said, you know why? we were going to win some football games. And that was that was the forefront of what Bryles was doing, was trying to win football games. And so Dolores Lozano, there's been that whole, I mean, and her stories that have come out, those have been taken away. Those, those, those have been, uh, Art Bryles' name has been cleared when it comes to her. But that, that doesn't mean that of the other 50-plus cases that our Bryles is completely innocent, despite what his attorney says. We'll get, in, again, get into more of that at 1220 on today's show. Uh, the Texas Rangers. Oh, many are asking if the Rangers will ever win again. <laughs> they, they don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know who changed clothes. But after the success of the team starting on, I want to take it back to Sunday, a pitching matchup we get again tonight, Jordan Montgomery and Justin Verlander. Sunday's game finishes 2 to nothing. Six hits for the Rangers, five for the Strohs. It was a low score. I, most MLB games have an over-under of hits, total hits for both teams around 17, 18. That's 11 hits. Dramatically low. Over-under on runs, typically 8-9. Two runs, two to nothing, the Rangers beat the Astros on Sunday, which seems like eons ago. And now, after Monday's win, 5-4, Nine runs, eight hits for the Rangers, six hits for the Astros. It was like, all right, we got a good old-fashioned surprising pitcher's duel. Monty throwing so well on Sunday and Verlander throwing so well. And then on Monday, Evaldi and Valdez falling apart early. Evaldi shutting the door, the bullpen shutting the door, despite the Astros making a valiant comeback in the end. You get Tuesday off, and you think, all right, you're bringing the series back home now. The Astros, they're really good on the road, but the Rangers are really good at home. There's no way. There's no way the Rangers can't win at least one of these first couple, right? Right? Especially when you get the news. Max Scherzer's on the mound for the Rangers. There's no way. I don't look, I know he's been banged up, but it's Max Scherzer, man. This guy's a Cy Young winner, MVP. As good as they get in the pitching standpoint, sure he's a little bit older, sure he hasn't been able to rehab, but he says he's good to go, says he's almost 100%, if not 100%. Let's try to ride him four or five innings of good quality baseball. And he sucked. He sucked. And I, I get that I'm, I, uh, me, I'm calling a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, easily one of the best pitchers of all time, maybe top 10 all time, saying that he sucked. But he did. For the one game, four innings, five runs, five hits, all five of them earned, a home run, a walk, only four strikeouts. That's the guy that you needed to come in and help win you a postseason game. Didn't have it. Didn't hit his spots. Rangers lose the game 8-5, and it was, if you watched the game, I, mean, I was in the house for this one, it was a worse game, and the, the, the Astros out hit the Rangers 12-6. This was a worse, a worse score than 8-5. It felt more distant than 8-5. Like, from the, from the get-go, that the Rangers just weren't, they, they didn't have it. Then on Thursday, yesterday's game, I couldn't, I, it was so disheartening. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked that Andrew Heaney came out, and he sucked. That was not as surprising as what Scherzer did, because Scherzer really didn't have it from jump and never looked comfortable. Heaney went two-thirds of an inning. That's bad. 
allowing three earned runs, and somehow was not the losing pitcher of record in this game. Andrew Heaney, not the losing pitcher of record because the Rangers found a way to come back. They marched it back to tie the ball game at 3-3, to and I thought, you know what? Maybe this is what this is the spark, your first home game of the ALCS. This is the spark that you needed to get back into this ball game. You got the, the Adolis Garcia home run in the bottom of the second inning after a scoreless top of the second from Dane Dunning. Dunning did not Dunning never looked comfortable. There was never a point where I was like, oh yeah, heck yeah, Dane Dunning. He never looked comfortable. But he got outs enough in the second to give the Rangers a chance to try to crawl back in it. Adolis Garcia home run. Josh Young, off the bat, you're thinking, oh, no, this thing might have blown it wide open. Oh, not blown it wide open, but give the Rangers a lead. Instead, it's just a sack fly. That scores Mitch Garver, 3-2 to two, Texas. Okay, top of the third. Dane Dunning, another scoreless half inning. 3-3. Three, three. Uh, 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 can we get it to 3-3? Three, three? Corey Seager home run, 401 feet. Three all in the bottom of the third. I mean, I, I'm... I'm in a high school press box, we brought a TV. We brought a TV with us to watch this game. A high five and everybody. Rangers tied it up. Is there a way? You know, the bat's got to come alive. The bat's got to come alive at home. The bullpen can't shut this down. You need something big. And then the top of the fourth. Dane Dudding comes back out to the mound. Let's load him up. Jordan Alvarez. Fly ball. Oh, did this do it? Is this it? Is this the one? Does this give a huge lead to the Houston Astros? No. Just a sack fly. Everybody calm down. We're good. Maldonado goes home. Altuve advances to third. They're on the corners. 4-3 Houston. We can get ourselves out of this. Cody Bradford, who's been pretty good. We can get ourselves out of this. And then, boom. 438 foot. No doubter from Abreu. Break this ball game wide open. See you tomorrow night. 7-3. <laughs> oh, it's as good as a grand slam from Alvarez. It's as good as a grand slam. And it's 7-3, Aaron, you knew. You knew. Oh, absolutely. That's I, I turned it off. I, I still always turn back in for the bottom of the ninth or yep. top of the ninth, depending on home, home or road. But it's just who beat you last night? If it was Alvarez, that would be one thing. But mm-hmm. how is Abreu beating them? Jazz McCormick? That's two games. Abreu? That the, yeah, that their, their worst hitters are are just... Bregman, who's been slow in the postseason. Yeah, Fine. it's... it's Finally seems like uh, Altuve has come alive oh. in the postseason, and he, he waits to do it while the Rangers are playing the Astros in Arlington. It's You have limited Jordan Alvarez as much as one can in the last couple of games. Jordan got more in the first two games in Houston than he has in Arlington, but it hasn't mattered. The Rangers have still dropped now two games at home. You, take the, you have to take a 2-0 series lead to your house. The first time the fan base has felt an ALCS in over a decade. Place is packed, sold out, crowd right there behind you, and you know, you already know your Friday game is at 4 o'clock. So the best two atmospheres that you are going to get will be on Wednesday and Thursday. This is where you get the juice. The juice comes in because 4 o'clock is a tough, tough, I mean, people have to work till 5 and it gets a Friday, but it's just tough to get into a ballpark at 4 o'clock. Not to say the crowd won't be good, but you're going to get the majority of your juice Wednesday and Thursday, and you crapped all over it. Here's your Christmas present. I'm not even, even going to open it. I'm going to crap all over it. It's what the Texas Rangers did in the first two games at home of the ALCS. Series now tied 2-2. And had I, if I told you, 
hey, the Rangers took one in Houston and came back to Arlington tied at a game apiece. You'd think, oh, that's great. That's all we needed. At least we're not down 2-0. And then I told you, hey, look, the Rangers split in Arlington. It's two games to two. They've split, you know, a couple of games out of the series. Say the Rangers won game one. The Strohs got two in a row. The Rangers won game four. It's now 2-2. Thinking that, in that scenario, 2-2, like, oh, heck yeah. Dude, sweet. We're happy to be here. Monty and Verlander on the mound on Friday. 2-2 series seems pretty even, but no. These last two games, the first two games felt like the Rangers got by on the skin of their teeth. Pitching staff did just enough. The bats weren't really there. All right, you won the first two. Can you try to creep through a couple more? And they can't. They haven't. They've gotten blown out the last two days. Wednesday, 8-5, to five, and then Thursday, yesterday, 10-3. to three. That's just bad, man. And Bruce Bochy's still confident in this team. We will hear from Bruce Bochy later on in the show and what he said in the postgame. But for as excited as Rangers fans had been for so long, having won seven straight in the postseason, now you're like, oh, shoot. This is, what it, this is what it feels like to lose. Making today absolutely no doubt a must win. This is not a must win for the Astros. They take two games back to Houston. They could lose today and still feel like, all right, we get a game or, you know, we come back home, win a game, and try to bring this thing to game seven. If the Rangers lose today, see you later. Fun run while it lasted, but no one ever, you know, we're not going to fondly remember that time the Rangers lost in the ALCS, the Astros. They got, remember how fun that was to win those seven playoff games? But for what? <laughs> but for what? You lost the series. You've got to win today. Jordan, uh, you've got Jordan Montgomery on the mound, Justin Verlander across the way. And as good as Monty has been in the playoffs, you have to ride that, but you got to jump on Verlander. you got to be as aggressive as you were in game one against Verlander, but this time even more aggressive because you only got two runs. In no world should the Rangers pitching staff shut out the Houston Astros. It's not going to happen again. The Astros, I can guarantee you the Astros will score more than two runs today. If the offense the Rangers only puts up two or three like they did the night before, or five, you're in danger of losing this game at home. ESPN FBI has Rangers at a 51% chance of victory today. Houston, the favorite at FanDuel, minus 115 and over under of nine. Rangers, Astros, 407 today. We'll see if they open the roof. We come back. Cameron Stewart joins the show momentarily. This is the Drake Toll Show. Baylor Bear football is headed to the Queen City for its first ever Big 12 matchup with the Cincinnati Bearcats this Saturday. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. Join John, JJ, and Ricky from Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati for all the play-by-play of the Bears and the Bearcats right here on ESPN Central Texas. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walk Waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. 
Need help cleaning your home? Call English Maids. They can help you clean up from summer or get you ready for the holiday guest. Their locally owned and operated team, led by Kay and Lauren English, is dedicated to providing professional, punctual, and quality cleaning services. Their maids have had extensive training and are nationally screened and bonded. When you choose English Maids, you're choosing trust and superior service. Call them today at 254-235-6373 or visit EnglishMaids.biz for a free estimate. You'll always receive quality service from people you can trust. Choosing where to receive care after a life-changing illness or injury is an important decision for you and your loved ones. Encompass Health Rehabilitation Hospital is committed to helping their patients get back to what matters most. They are the leading provider of inpatient rehabilitation for stroke, brain injury, hip fracture, and other complex neurological and orthopedic conditions. Better rehabilitation starts here. Encompass Health Rehabilitation Hospital, Waco. Learn more at EncompassHealth.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tom Evans. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Road trip. Take a road trip to Jinko. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Every closed loan is entered for a chance to change their loan rate to 0%. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GenCoSCU.org, member NCUA. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Texas Rangers. Uh, 2-2 series tied between the Rangers and the Astros. China Spring lost last night. The Cowboys looked bad on Sunday. Baylor is terrible. What is there left to be happy about in the world? Cameron Stewart, I bet you. <laughs> can you? <laughs> Boy, do I have happy stories. Can you give me any options here? Cameron is joining remotely. He is, he is in his bathroom at the house today. Uh, let, me, let me just say. The worst parts of the last 24 hours have been, A, 
China Spring loss. Yeah. B, I know there was a guest that we were both looking forward to and couldn't land today. Yeah. We'll be on in the future. We'll be on in the future. Just some something comes up. Well, they um, those not are the to two give worst a gen- things. Not to gender, but they said that they could only come on when you were on the show. So I get that. Yeah, that was a big. Part I there. totally get that. So, Cam, I know you can't divulge the entire story today because we're going to get into it more so on Monday with the tell-all, the second tell-all of the show. Uh, maybe the third yes. if you count Jackson Woodruff. <laughs> it it um, will be better than Kim Mulkey's tell-all, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just, just give us a brief little why you're not in studio today. Yeah, so late night, coming home, trying to spring Stephenville on the road. So I'm hitting my door at about 1240 roughly and drake you've seen my house but i've got a back back driveway that backs up into an alley it's got a fence kind of king of the hill style um but it's, it's really dark at night and i pull into pull into my driveway there uh mind you i'm coming from the china spring game yeah. and from work so i have uh, a personal and work laptop and i've got all my thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment in there and you know, Drake, this is a this is a good town with some good neighbors, and somebody opens the door for me. Of the of your I car, was, someone opens your car yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, just opens the driver's side door for me. Knew it was time for me to get out. Um, I I didn't appreciate the gun in my face, but uh, did open the door for me, um, and then asked for the car. So, um, and you were gracious and generous enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nice enough guy. Um, so yeah, they, they, they drove away with my car and my wallet and thousands of dollars worth of equipment, um, in the car. Uh, we did get it a few hours later. The, the car has been returned thanks to the fine folks at, at Waco PD, Waco's finest. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a, of a jarring moment. We are working to get, uh, some more lighting in the back today and uh, getting the locks fixed. So that's that's mm-hmm. mainly why I'm not in studio um, and just wasn't able to keep up with much in the last, I don't know, 12 hours uh, to get ready for this. So, um, yeah, what, quite a night. Quite a night, Drake. Yeah, you did. You texted me at uh, 1.40 in the a.m. and said, <laughs> might not be in studio tomorrow, not a drill. And I thought, oh, this poor guy. <laughs> You know, you have some, uh, I'll, I'll put it like this, defecation bouts that are tough to handle. Oh, yeah. So I was oh, assuming yeah. that's what we were going for here. And then upon your phone call at about 1030 of uh, being robbed at gunpoint and your car stolen, I give you I give you a free pass today. I appreciate that. I, I knew I needed to put it's not a drill. Yeah. Or else you would think of something <laughs> like that. I remember yesterday you brought up your habit uh, involving the Delta 8 strand. And I thought, ah, oh, here we go. Yes. Just another one of those crazy nights <laughs> that Cam had. Not a drill. Not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get out of this. I took three by mistake. It's just, I'm not going to be able to get out of this by noon tomorrow. It's the Stephen A. Smith lay off the spinning. And I thought we'd be. Uh, I thought that's where it'd be. So I, I actually I, di- I didn't take it seriously. I uh, thought it was a drill, so didn't call you until late Which is fair. We also, we also did go over our, our text and DM exchanges and what those are like yesterday. So I think the listener can understand that that, that from you would be understandable as well in the moment. Right. Because when you send to me not a drill, I think you just saw the prettiest woman you've ever seen in your entire life. You just had to let me know. <laughs> That's usually what it's coming from. Not a drill. Uh, this time, instead, a, an assailant <laughs> with a, a gun, a firearm. I, I, 
I definitely would have like to be fair, I definitely would have used not a drill probably several times <laughs> yesterday. Right. Without anything referring to being robbed at gunpoint outside my home. Is this your first time, <laughs> by the way? The first time. Good yeah. Noob. Yeah. First time, first long time. time. First time, if you can believe it. Yeah. Wow. Well, of course, and again, we'll get into the tell-all on Monday. We'll have a full... We'll we'll sit around, we'll all laugh and laugh about it. We'll... Oh, yeah. But we are... We're going to have some more answers by then, too. It's going to be great. Yeah. There is, there is definitely some some comedy to this. Yeah. There are details that we are intentionally leaving out now for legal purposes and bring it out on Monday when Cam's back in studio. Aaron and I were... <laughs> Very worried. I wor- You know what's great around the office is people keep being like, "Oh, where's Cam today? He sleep in." It's like, "Oh, they're not gonna like this. They're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna like when I tell them this." Like Terry. Terry just walked by and pointed at your seat and was and just gave like one of those stupid faces of, "Oh, well, guess he had to miss today." <laughs> Terry has no idea about Dale. telling him you had a gun pointed in your face twelve hours ago. They'll take it again. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, second time out of studio in what two, three weeks? Three weeks. Here. Yeah. Gary Moss getting upset. Yeah, let's just say I know, the, that's what I was thinking. The boss is not going to be happy. Yeah, the powers that be are a little <laughs> upset with what's going on so far. Um, Cam, let, well, let's... Well, did he pull the trigger? <laughs> then why isn't he here? <laughs> let's jump into... Uh, well, let's stay on the legal side of things here. Art Bryles has been... And Ian McCaw, one of those names that doesn't get brought up near as much in this whole deal. Art Bryles and Ian McCaw, their, their hands are wiped clean from one certain sect of this mm-hmm. this whole sexual assault domestic violence case Baylor um you know multiple victims 50 plus different allegations that have come forward here and on one of them at least uh, Art Bryles has been from this point dismissed yeah and honestly the the more we ca- this was the Devin Chafin allegations were kind of we're not at the forefront of this this whole scandal, really. I mean, they were there, but obviously the big ones were were Oakman and yeah. Uwachu and Elliot and 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 those kinds of names. So not necessarily Chafin. And so the more we kind of learned about this in the last couple of weeks here, the less surprising this becomes. Hey, um, I hear your dog barking. Everything good? Yeah, yeah. She didn't make, do a lot last night. Just but... want to make sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's probably the the mailman's probably here, so you know, imminent danger, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, back back to the the legal thing here. Um, I, I, I'm not too surprised to hear this, and obviously they're going to bring in Bryles and McCaw. I mean, they've been in all of these separate trials, and yeah. if there's still some left, uh, this is this is not too surprising. And and overall, Drake, I mean. The whole sexual assault scandal, I, I wouldn't be surprised that nothing comes of legal ramifications for, for McCaw or mm-hmm. Bryles. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this was, at the end of the day, it was an institutional failure, right? It, it was the university that, that failed. Um, and, and now the arguments against McCaw and Bryles in terms of losing their job aren't necessarily equal to they committed crimes. Like, this was in overseeing of the football program and things weren't getting reported properly overall. A lot of the things aren't necessarily crimes. Now how Baylor as a university handled it was obviously totally wrong uh, and probably should be illegal. Um, And so that that's kind of always been more of the focus for me anyway, 
was how the university failed it. Not that these guys' hands are completely clean, and obviously what Art's assistant coaches got into, including his son, um, is is not without any kind of uh, ramifications either. But yeah, honestly, not surprised to see that today. Um, Ian McCoss still looks like an alien, which, I mean, he he looks bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's more important to me. He looks terrible. Art Art kind of has this old hippie look going. That might be great for PR. The what some of the wilder parts of this, and again, KWTX is where I've gone for a majority of this reporting. I, I you yeah, know done some good reporting. You yeah. can read ESPN, um, but I, I think going the local the local routes best. Some We're of the stuff that's in come there out, every day. Some of the stuff that's come out from this. Art Briles wrote a book in 2015. I don't know if you saw this part of it. It's just wild. I did. I this did. is awesome. <laughs> Bro, I this is like me when people ask me about what I've said on the radio show, by yeah, the way. I didn't That's exactly that. it. <laughs> it's called Beating the I don't Lion. know. I didn't listen. <laughs> My Story of Football and Faith, published in 2015 by Art Bryles. It was co-written by Don Yeager. Bryles said he was approached by Yeager to write the book, but said he didn't write it. Bryles didn't write it, despite it being written in first person. And added... Ruining he, the industry, by the way. Ruining he, the industry, ghostwriters. He has not read the book. And so... <laughs> The attorney was taken aback by these comments and then references chapter 19 from Becoming Goliath. And Art says, I don't know. I haven't read the book. (laughs) What? The Art Bryles written book. They're quoting the book to him. Like, Art, why did you say this? What did you mean by this? He's like, I actually, I haven't read my own book. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) What? That's such a move. He's like too busy with Italian football. Yeah, some wild things that came out of this. Uh, And and look, the Chafin thing, the Lozano um, that that's been one that a lot of Baylor fans, that just lay people, general people, have put out in front of uh, have put out in front of the media as as something that doesn't hold as much weight. Obviously, it didn't. It's been dismissed right. by, so by the it was, judge. It, similar to the Oakman one, by the way. Yeah, uh, yep. both had a lot of kind of like uh, you know from the obviously the evidence and the stories that we hear as the public. Uh, it was like, ah, th- these things aren't really adding up. And the other two I mentioned, the Ukawachu and Elliot, were were obviously much bigger and more damning. But, yeah, uh, the Chafin one, it just didn't seem like everything added up from the first place. Yeah, and then Bryle says the Board of Regents prayed with him and held his hand during their meeting, and they obviously gave him a fat chunk of money. They gave That's, him an insane yeah. amount of money that the judge would not disclose for what they – when they fired Bryles to basically just never co- – I mean, that, that money was to effectively never coach football again. I know he can – but this was a hey, look, you be you. You're taking the fall for all of this, and what yeah. it did here, Cam, is this allowed guys like Kaz Kazadi to get off scot free. This allowed Jeff Levy to get off scot free. Yep. This allowed his Ken- son to have a career. To yeah. Kendall Bryles get off scot free. So where I think Bryles is at fault is at fault of the fifty plus allegations mm-hmm. for not appropriately disciplining guys who were in violent relationships who were committing sexual assault, he did not appropriately punish those guys. And in, in all of this, the Board of Regents, by giving him that money, not admitting that he wasn't in the wrong, just saying, hey, you be the fall guy effectively in this period. That you, yep. Ian McCaw, you guys take the brunt, and it gives Kaz Kazadi the opportunity to still coach. It gives Kendall Bryles the opportunity to still coach and Jeff Levy because what I'm reading right here is Kaz Kazadi was the one who was disciplining the play. I mean, these are guys who committed sexual assault, domestic violence, and they're doing extra push-ups or lifts with Kaz Kazadi. That is abhorrent. That is terrible. And that guy's the strength and conditioning coach at TCU right now. 
It's so tone deaf. It's just... And, I mean, the term sacrificial lamb is not a bad one. Uh, I think when people hear that, they think Art Bryles and the coaching staff did nothing wrong and that he's just totally taking the fall. But like you said, and I agree, there is fault here. You know, maybe not a legal fault, but um, there is fault here on the football program and the guys that were running it. But, uh, yeah, and honestly, I'm... I'm surprised he hasn't coached at this point Mm -hmm. seven years later. Not that that's a good thing or a bad thing. Are you surprised he hasn't gotten a coaching job? Um, I don't think that it's a mistake like that that to me warrants keeping him out of the game. Um, I so, get it. And I, I think that's what sure. you're saying, too. You're, you're of that mind. But it is the idea that somebody at this point, a Liberty, uh, would have taken that. Yeah. Would have bit, you, know, you well, bite the also bullet. Also, just the and, fact that Ian McCaw has a job. Yeah. He's the AD at Liberty. Yeah. And that's why I know. I am, uh, Kendall and Kendall and Jeff Levy have two of the best coordinator jobs in the conference. And again, you could argue that they were with Kaz Kazadi in the middle of this as much as Art Bryles or anybody else. And I do think there are people who can be blamed further than Art Bryles. There were assistants on this staff that sure. likely did know a lot more and helped a bet in these details. Uh, and Bryles knew what was going on. Should he still coach in college football? I don't think so. I don't think any of these guys should because of what they did. They were looking at wins over human lives, over over women. And at the same time, though, I think you're right. I, I'm surprised a Liberty, an Ian McCaw, didn't say, ah, whatever. We'll take, we'll yeah. Yeah, forgive and forget. And, they, and know, there has and, been some tries. I mean, Hugh Jackson tried at Southern Miss. Right. They tried Grambling State. Grambling State. Grambling, I think, yeah. Made a made a no, the, yep, Southern, Miss, Southern Miss, Grambling yeah. State, <laughs> uh, and then in Italy, they're just like, I don't know. They took him to Italy. Baylor, what? Yeah. College football, what is that? I have no idea what's going on over there. They don't. They haven't. The news hasn't gotten to them yet. But yeah, yeah. Again, um, in all of these, it's you cannot say that Art Bryles did nothing. That he did everything correct. That he did everything he could right. It's not true. Right. I he, think that's kind of the gray area that we're that we are falling in, and and a good bit of Baylor fans are falling in. Yeah. But I mean, it's starting to become a lot more. I'll, I'll say out of the shadows, and what I mean by that is on Twitter rather than just Facebook mm-hmm. of. Uh, um, boomers, but also other people younger than that, yeah. uh, like wanting to completely wipe these guys' hands of it, wanting to bring Art Bryles back as coach. Um, like that, that they're starting to come out of the woodworks even more um, than they were in 2017, 2018, and, and up until now. Yeah. We come back. Let's talk Big 12 rumors. The ACC trying to poach West Virginia TCU Cam. We're glad you're all right. Thanks for joining the joining the show for a little bit today. Thanks. I mean, all right is relative, right? I'm still Camp Stewart. <laughs> yes. Hang in there. Still got to do a show with you. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs> this can't wait. Is the Drake Toll Show? The Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday, beginning at 7 p.m. Live from Rudy's in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Wednesday live from Rudy's and hear from equestrian coach Casey Maxwell and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's this Wednesday from 7 till 8 p.m. live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. It's almost fall. School has started. Pumpkin spice is everywhere. And football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait. This door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. 
And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgin Ford. And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Berg Colgin Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Berg Colgin Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Berg Colgin Ford. Experience better at Berg Colgin Ford. Built to do more for less. That's the way we roll. With our new Kubota BX1880 package from WC Tractor. This four-wheel drive tractor is neatly packaged with loader, bucket, and shredder. For as little as $2.99 a month, take care of landscaping, gardening, and general maintenance without breaking the bank. Think of all the jobs you can do with your new Kubota. Payments are now valid through October 31st. Visit WCKubota.com or go to KubotaUSA.com for more info. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. With tension overseas, it's hard to gain peace of mind. The threat of an EMP blackout that would darken America's power grid grows every day. That's where GG EMP protection comes in. It's not doomsday prepping, it's simply being ready. An EMP attack could leave you and your kids without a way to stay in touch, downing all modern cars and phones. GG EMP protection provides secure radios and vehicle shields for less than $100. That's all it costs to keep your family connected at ggempprotection.com. Ensure your family's safe. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lift, ditch switch, sky track, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. Life in the fast lane. Really make you lose your mind. Oh, life in the fast lane by, uh, oh, uh, he thinks Joker. 
and oh, it's not the, it's not the Allman Brothers band. So I've I've narrowed it down. I've taken out one band here, and we've got it down to uh, I'm a Joker. I'm a Smoker. This makes for great radio, too. right? Um, live in jet plane. He's got the airplane song, Big Old Jet Airliner. Oh my gosh, Steve Miller. Yeah, it's the Steve Miller band. It is the you Steve nailed Miller it. band. That's awesome. Wow, thanks, Aaron. So wild stuff. I know we've we've gone a lot over. So far, the Art Bryles deal and that coming in, I mean, that's close to home. We've talked Texas Rangers, that's close to home. How about the TCU Horn Frogs, the West Virginia Mountaineers, and how they are related today? In the in all the expansion stuff that's going on here recently, the big talk has been about Big 12 expansion and where it will go next. You'll remember last week there were all there's all this smoke and mirrors and talk about whether or not the Big 12 would land Gonzaga in basketball only. Now there is talk of the ACC wanting to come in and poach Big 12 teams. So I went to newsandobserver.com. It's newsobserver.com. And there is an article here. It's a couple weeks old here. So I'm just getting around to really reading through this thing. And it's so long and I hate reading. And so I did, but I, I, was like, I said, that, all right, what is it? What's it got for us? Crazy. There's this guy named Ben Sutton. He's a prominent Wake Forest alumnus. He's got undergraduate law degrees from Wake Forest. He's been a booster. He founded ISP Sports, which is a multi-million dollar company. It's maybe the most influential college sports media and marketing company in the U.S. per News and Observer. So Ben Sutton is a powerful guy in the ACC. And through expansion talks, Sutton has sent out a text to another high-ranking ACC official. Says apologies for the length of this text, but wanted to let you have the info I have shared with multiple presidents and ADs over the past week. And the crux of the long message was as follows. The ACC needs to expand now. And part of Sutton, who's a very influential member of college athletics, influential member of the ACC, he has been a guy who has been on the forefront of expansion of these different conferences. He says the ACC needs to turn its attention next, turn its attention next to taking big 12 teams. Namely, he, he says by name, TCU and West Virginia. Sutton's whole point here is the ACC cannot sit back and wait. He says, and I quote, the ACC has to expand, and now it's entirely about setting yourself up for the next move, one of the definitions of strategy. That means, choice is clear, do not get eaten up, he writes. You can play the game. You have to be the the number three conference in terms of revenue output of one of only three bona fide, financially stable national conferences. So what he predicts in the next 10 or 15 years, between three and 10 years, pushed as far as 15, is that there will be three dominant conferences in college athletics. And he's right. The the Pac-12 has already gone away. Right now, what you're hearing is that Florida State wants to leave the ACC, Clemson wants to leave the ACC, and UNC does too. NC State is also a part of that. They flipped their vote. And that gave Cal, Stanford, and desperate SMU an opportunity to go to the ACC. The reason that was made, the reason that all happened, to keep you up to date here, that created 18 teams in the Atlantic Coast Conference. By rule, with with the contract of the SPN, there have to be 15 teams in the ACC to keep the current contract that makes them a whole lot of money. Understanding three schools, Clemson, UNC, and Florida State, will likely leave very soon, breaking the grant of rights, (laughs) that is possibly fraudulent, that's the case Florida State's making, is the grant of rights is fraudulent, if those three leave, they're at 15 schools. They get to keep the current ESPN format, their current TV contract format, without reworking it. Now, the case that I would make, and I think the case that Ben Sutton would make, is that NC State's not going to settle. They already voted initially to keep ACC from expanding. 
So they were unhappy when the ACC did go to 18 teams. They were unhappy. I think Miami is unhappy with all of this. They don't want to see this go. They don't want to see this go on. They're not going to stick around for this. At Pitt, you think Pitt's going to hang out for it? Louisville? Duke, you think the basketball powerhouse of Duke, Virginia, the educational powerhouse and the brand of Virginia will sit around and just let this thing happen? It's like, ah, you know, whatever. It's cool. They can leave. We'll just stick around and see what happens. I don't think so. So Ben Sutton's case here, this big prominent source, says that the, the ACC needs to go after big schools now to be the third best conference in college athletics and try to encroach upon the Big 12. What this would do is this would move West Virginia and TCU into the ACC so that inevitably when those three teams leave or four teams or five teams leave, that the ACC, ACC can stay together and stay prominent. Because, look, let's be honest with ourselves. If you're a Baylor fan, you're a TCU fan, you're an Oklahoma State fan, a Texas Tech fan, there's no way Clemson comes to the Big 12. There's no way UNC comes to the Big 12. It's not, it's not Miami is not coming to the Big 12. I, I think... Of the teams you mentioned out of the ACC, maybe UNC is the one that's most likely, and it's still not that likely. Virginia Tech could. Louisville, Pitt, maybe even a Duke because of the basketball prominence of the Big 12 you could land. And they are not as valuable as you would expect, especially from a TV standpoint because football at Duke has been so lackluster over the course of its entire history. But in this article from News and Observer, it says in the long term, Ben Sutton, this big source, envisioned a time after the Big 12 television rights deal ends in six years when the ACC could target TCU and West Virginia specifically. Do that, his message says, and it ensures the ACC exists until such a time as a top-down solution comes in college football, surely within the next three to ten years, whereby the top 24 to 36 teams form their own alliance, and everyone else scrambles to develop the next level. And look, Aaron, I think he's, I think he's right about this. He's been right about a lot of things. He's right about this. That's where we're going. Give it 10 years, college football is going to move to a format where they don't need the NCAA to be the, the great protector anymore. You move to your top 35, 40 teams in this thing, and everybody else becomes irrelevant. Here's the problem with that, with this scenario, though. They are not in a position of power. They they are locked into a TV deal, a terrible one by the standards of every other conference except the Pac-12, until 2036. 2036. And if they can, if they get a new, well, if those teams are able to break the grant of rights, they're leaving. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose two teams to the SEC and two teams to the Big Ten. Probably Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and I don't know who the fourth team would be, but both teams would take an even number. Then the Big 12 is going to take Pittsburgh, who's a natural rival, the biggest rival for West Virginia. They'll probably take Louisville, Virginia Tech, and like you said, Duke or one of the other schools. But the Big 12 already makes more right now, and their new TV deal hasn't even started. When it starts next year, they'll make considerably more per school than the ACC, and the ACC is locked into a deal for over a decade at that same terrible number. So... It, it, he's right. They do need to be proactive, but I think TCU and West Virginia are non-starters. They're yeah, not going to leave the conference to make less money. I think the, the the thought here is that after the Big 12's TV deal has expired, that ESPN doesn't want to come back with a massive offer. That they don't want to come back and try to beef things up with the Big 12, which I is to me that seems a little asinine. It seems like the that you're you're off base there. But but to give the guy credentials, he founded this ISP Sports thing, sold it to IMG. 
and it was still around the IMG sect of ISP Sports until 2014 when that was sold again for $2.4 billion. This guy has created a multi-billion dollar company that works directly with college athletics in realms like this. He donated $15 million to Wake Forest in 2016. They named their performance center after him. This is a, he's a Mark Hurd. It's a really good, to put it in Baylor example, he's a Mark Hurd. He is a, uh, he's a T. Boone Pickens. He's the big guy who can, who has a lot of pull around campus somewhere, but also amongst a conference because of the money that he has. And he says, at least from my perspective, nobody wants to see the ACC blow up. And I think he's right. I mean, I, I was ball traditionalist. I like sure. when they're, you know, what, at five power conferences and the group of five conferences as well. He says, and I love the big four. It doesn't get talked about near enough anymore, but I love those rivalries. I miss being able to see my Demon Deacons, he says, play all three of those schools every year in football. But to Sutton, with the Pac-12 being so terrible, the demise of that league, he's saying he, the ACC has to go after big 12 schools. When there's another point, he's a Wake Forest fan, and he – could be a little wish casting because if there is, look if those they're not in a position of power. No, if they're those not. if 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 Florida State, Clemson, Miami, and who am I missing? North Carolina, Carolina leave the conference. That conference is gutted. There's right. not going to be teams lining up to leave the Big Twelve to go to a gutted ACC. No, I'll give him this. It seems as though the the administration at West Virginia, the fan base for sure, would not balk at this. I don't think West Virginia fans have been over the moon with their time in the Big 12. Now, that makes sense. I, I get why they have. Think about this, Aaron. West Virginia has no good, no close games, no good close game. There's no rivalry in the Big 12. None of the games really make sense. Every year, when West Virginia is on Texas Tech schedule or Baylor schedule, you think about that random team out east. It just seems like the random game of the schedule that doesn't make a lot of sense. And imagine being West Virginia when that's every every game you play is the random game. The only games you get that are fun are in the, in the non-conference. And so, think about travel. You can't travel to any away games. Nobody's ever said, oh, West Virginia travels so well. They don't have – Baylor gets multiple away games that are driving distance. Same thing for TCU. Same thing for Texas, who's been in the Big 12 for so long. For Oklahoma, West Virginia is the school that you can't drive to a single away game. And I don't think they like that. I don't think the administration likes that. So, will they take a massive cut? Will they take a massive budget cut just for that cause? Of course not. Absolutely not. Money makes the world go round, whether you're playing on the moon or in Canada. As long as you're making money, it's all going to be worth it. But right now... For the for West Virginia, it would make more sense to go to the ACC if the Big 12's TV deal expires and ESPN or Fox doesn't come back with one that's close to that. If they can, if they are given an invite to the ACC, which they weren't given 12 years ago when realignment really kicked up when A&M and Missouri and Colorado left the Big 12 and Nebraska, when that happened, that's when West Virginia was really gunning to go to the ACC. The ACC wouldn't do it to save the school. The Big 12 took West Virginia. And it's not been a bad thing for the Big 12, but I don't think West Virginia likes it. Their fan base is ready to be somewhere regional. And in this scenario, I, it, it looks like I, wouldn't, I, I just wouldn't be shocked if West Virginia made this move. TCU for sure. I don't know why it would make as much sense for TCU. Um, especially with SMU. They don't want to follow little brother SMU. They, same reason Utah didn't want to go to the Big 12 is because BYU had just gotten here. They didn't want to follow little brother. And so I, I'm I, – Aaron, I – They're desperate. That You let SMU pay your way in. 
you had to add schools that are thousands of miles away in Stanford and California. Yep. And I think that if they ever get into, if there's ever a time when the ACC would be looking to expand, it would be after they lost their biggest schools and their TV contract is going to go way down if that happens. Yeah. So rumors are out. Reports are out. This massive donor for Wake Forest, this big donor, this big voice in the ACC wants to poach West Virginia and TCU from the Big 12. Keep your eye on that one. Keep your finger on that pulse. West Virginia and TCU to the ACC. I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, big powerful man with a whole lot of money says that's where the ACC should go next. We'll see if they make a move on that. Coming up, last night, China Spring falls to Stephenville. 31 to 21, only putting up three touchdowns. The worst scoring output of the season for the Cougars in a district game. Their first district loss since 2020. Two time defending state champions seem to be on the ropes, and there are some big games across Central Texas tonight, like Gatesville at Madisonville, Lorena at Franklin, West at Grandview, Alvarado and La Vega. Carter Yates of Dave Campbell's Texas High School Football joins us to talk all those games and more. This is the Drake Toll Show. This is ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury Motor-Powered National Best Sellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35, and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. 
Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your log miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walk waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It is Led Zeppelin. Stairway to Heaven brings us back. The Drake Toll Show today. One o'clock hour and high school football on the mind for a big Friday. Now, look, last night, the biggest game in the state of Texas, the China Spring Cougars and the Stephenville Yellow Jackets. Myself alongside Cameron Stewart on the call on Kicker Country 104.9, YouTube, Texan Live. Excited for what should have been a great game and instead was a blowout. Stephenville getting it done over China Spring. And now Carter Yates from Dave Campbell, Texas High School Football, joins the show. Carter, you were on site, in person, on the sideline. What stood out to you most about this drubbing Stephenville over China Spring? It just looked like Stephenville wanted it a little bit more. And I know that's a cliche, but the play that really stuck out to me is tied 7-7. You know, the ball's the eight-yard line. Stephenville is driving in, and the running back, Bryson Powell, is stuffed maybe at the six-yard line and drags the entire China Spring defense into the end zone uh, as, as his offensive line is pushing him in. It, it was just that kind of night for Stephenville. They, they had the home field advantage. They had the crowd behind them. And the, the final score, 31-21, is not as close as the game really was. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say the exact same thing. I think – from 28-7, that tells a more pure story of the way this game went because those 28 points were scored in secession for Stephenville last night. And Carter, as good as we expected Tate Maruska to be, and he was a great complimentary piece, it seemed like Stephenville in the red zone went with their other weapons to get this done. I mean, and, and again, don't want to say Tate Maruska was bad by any means, but this Stephenville team, to me, showed that they can do it in a whole lot of different ways. Yeah, exactly. And really, it's all about the trenches for Stephenville. Like, I thought China Spring might have issues later on in the season. We can get to that, maybe going into the playoffs on their defensive line. Because, you know, I was talking with Cameron after the game, and we're talking about Graydon Grimes uh, last year. He's a standout for China Spring, moving from defensive end 
to defensive tackle. It's just not the natural position for him. And you kind of saw how Stephenville, both on the offensive line, controlling the line of scrimmage, and then on the defensive line, getting after Cash McCollum, the China Spring quarterback last night. It just looked like Stephenville had their number right there. And I think that shows Stephenville, like, again, Tate Maruska, a good game last night, but he wasn't even really the standout in the red zone. They were going to Bryson Powell a lot. That just shows you how many weapons they really have uh, on their team. And that's not even mentioning Tristan Gentry, the yeah. Texas Tech committee a wide receiver who caught a few deep bombs last night. He looked really impressive. That was the first time I saw him in action. Yeah, Carter, look at on film. I I didn't think that Ryan Gafford was a state championship caliber quarterback. The the jury for me was still out on Tate Maruska, who has been so explosive at times, but what I would say has been inconsistent in certain games this season. I didn't know what you had in the receiver game outside of Tristan Gentry you could lean on. Obviously, Wyatt Krutz was a, a star for Stephenville that also jumped off the page alongside Bryce and Powell. And again, as I'm saying these names, I realize that the weapons this team has – I, I feel like I watched a state championship caliber Stephenville team last night. Can we just talk about for a second how Ryan Gafford, the Stephenville quarterback, is playing with a full-on elbow cap yeah, yeah. on last night? I mean, that is that is Texas high school football right there. He had he had some throws last night. That deep ball to Gentry to open yeah. up the second half really stuck out to me because I was wondering if China Spring was going to come out in the second half and maybe make this a game. And when they opened it up with a streak route to Gentry, yep. it, it was kind of like it set the tone for how the rest of that game was going to go. Carter, on the China Spring side, you mentioned moving forward for this team, how I just, I don't know if they're, if they're built to win in the postseason at this point, And I'm, I'm going to give a little preface here. It felt like to me watching this team week in a week out, China Spring thought we can get off the bus. We have two straight state championships. We can win the game like that. This is we're the big dogs. It's just what happens. China Spring just wins. Now, when your path features Anna, Salina, Stephenville, Brownwood, Decatur, Bernie, when that's who you have to get through to win a state championship, there's no more step off the bus and be the big dog. Now China Spring has to go through maybe the toughest path of the playoffs to get to a state title. Do you think they're are they built for a, a run like that? So this was the only game I saw China Spring in person. And when we were sitting on the sideline, it almost like with six minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, it almost felt like there wasn't that much sense of urgency. And me yeah. and Greg Powers, our recruiting coordinator, talked to each other and we're like, you know, maybe this game doesn't totally matter for playoff seating. And we were just totally, we had no idea. And then talking with Cameron oh. after the game, it's like, no, their path now is really, really difficult. And just watching that game last night, you know, I just don't, I just don't know if they have the guys to uh, go for that deep run in state playoff right now. I mean, we talked about Graydon Grimes already, great player, kind of playing a bit out of position. But Cash McCall, the North Texas committed quarterback, he's getting the ball and immediately having to roll to his right, roll yeah. his left, spin out. Like the Stevensville defensive line was in the backfield uh, all game last night. It just felt like they couldn't really get a rhythm at all. And Another play that really stuck out to me, I think it was fourth and four. Uh, China Spring had made a, a big drive in the third quarter and looking to cut the game to about a one-score deficit. And it's like, I don't know, fourth and four, fourth and two, and they try to run the ball up the middle. And China, I mean, not China Spring, a Stephenville linebacker just absolutely shot the gap yep. and, and tackled him in the backfield. It was, and it was just that type of night for for China Spring. Stephenville was the the far more physical team. That was obvious on both fronts. And look, 
Carter, the, the one thing that I do want to give China Springs some credit for here is the ability to fight back. And, and I say I say that has, in a hesitant way because the clock management was interesting. There wasn't as much of a sense of urgency as you'd like in the fourth quarter with, at, at one point, a chance to strike and make things close. You know, China Springs is down 28-7. You pull it back within a 10-point game. You're thinking, all right, maybe you get the ball back and change this game in one play. Is there something to be said about the way that China Spring at least kept this game within 10 points when it seemed like such a blowout? Oh, 1,000%. And, and also, to go back to the last question, I don't want to get the name wrong. Hudson Butchie is the Stephenville linebacker who made that play. Yeah. He was a standout from me. But, yes, China Spring, the ability to fight back and make that a game, you know, there is something to be said for that, especially for a team who is used to going on long state championship runs. It's kind of like if you're down 28-7, to 7, it's very easy to roll over, yeah. you know, and just be like, it's not our night. And what you really saw was Cash McCollum, who had up to that point maybe struggled a bit because yeah. he was just like nothing was working on offense. And he started throwing some dimes in that fourth quarter. And maybe it was a little bit too, like too little too late. But mm-hmm. I think that says a lot about the character of this China spring team that like they weren't willing to give up. I mean, uh, the play, the most impressive play I saw from last night, Cash McCollum, takes the snap immediately under pressure, rolls out of a sack, throws to Kyle Barton, who is one hell of a football player, by yeah. the way. I was so impressed watching him. He reverses all the way back of field, and the wide receiver Cameron Campos comes and pancakes a Stephenville defender to get Kyle Barton in the end zone. Like, that was the play of the night for me. Um, I guess China Spring, all the credit to them for making that a game, even though the final score may be a little closer than it actually was. Carter, I again, I the Grim Reaper nickname I have heard precedes you in Texas high school football this year. Uh, are there any? I'm putting you on the spot here a bit too. Any of these four A teams that you've seen, whether in person or on film, that you think will have an edge to win a state championship? Ooh, I don't know about any of those those four A teams that I that I like to win a state championship. I I know we're about to talk about some of these other teams, but I, I really like Alvarado. Right now, I like La Vega. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more when we get into the game about Alvarado's linebacker, but I like him a lot. Madisonville at 6-1 and one looks pretty good. And Franklin, you know, even though they lost uh, Bryson Washington at Baylor this year, Jaden Jackson, the running back, yeah. uh, their, their power wing T formation that they've got is, is pretty special. I like that smash mouth type of football. But, yes, I, I will take some blame for China Springs' loss last night Yeah, uh, because I am the Grim Reaper of Texas high school football this year. Every game I go to is about a three-score game, and that's a left hand up, my bad. Yeah, uh, China Springs, hell of a job to try to beat the curse I laid upon them <laughs> and make that a 10-point ball game. Yeah, Carter, I, uh, and I want to back you up here when it comes to the 4A. Anybody having an edge for a state championship? There is none. It, you thought it was maybe Chapel Hill. No, they're, they, they took a, a huge loss last week. Is it China Spring? Uh, we don't know. Stephenville, maybe. Uh, it feels like everybody, even Bernie, had a questionable loss to start their year. So the 4A is wide open. And one of the teams you just mentioned here, Alvarado and La Vega, too, they have enough athletes, the right coaching, the right experience, to make a an outside run at a state title. Let's go to that game tonight in Central Texas that my eyes will be glued to. Alvarado-La Vega, a district matchup that will help decide not who goes to the playoffs. They're both going to punch their ticket, but who's going to be third, who's going to be fourth, maybe even second here. What do you like about this game? 
Well, it's it's that. There's a Las Vegas, like, it's going to get interesting here if they win this game because then they would both have – China Spring and Las Vegas would both have a 2-1 and one record. And I know China Spring does have the tiebreaker on them with a the head-to-head win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that would be an unfamiliar territory for China Spring to kind of have the same district record as, as Las Vegas right yeah. now. I'm so excited to watch Alvarado linebacker Cade Lee play. I was doing some prep before. I knew I was about to hop on here, and I – I came across his huddle tape. Guys, it's the most impressive huddle I've seen uh, of this entire Texas high school football season. I mean, he's wow. six foot, 225 pounds, plays downhill on defense and on offense. He'll go in at linebacker. He plays some running back. Uh, he is fast. He reads the play. He is in the backfield constantly. Uh, this guy, I'm really excited to watch the matchup between him and La Vega running back Bryson Rowland. It's another guy, Bryson Rowland, flying under the radar because yeah. he's you know, 5'7", 165, but he's a good football player. He's a threat, threat to take it a distance every single play. So that Alvarado defense led by Cade Lee, the La Vega offense with Bryson Rowland, that's what I'm really watching for tonight. It's Carter Yates from Dave Campbell, Texas High School Football on the Drake Toll Show here. Carter, one of the games that I – another one of these games that I have circled – Gatesville at Madisonville. This is a really salty Madisonville Mustangs team. Is there any way Gatesville can keep this one close? Well, Gatesville, it's interesting. I'm looking at their schedule, and they do not have a bye week this year until the very end of the season. They're just absolutely speed running through their schedule. And when you get to this, I think this is their ninth game of the season tonight. In In a row, yeah, yeah. Playing this Madisonville team is not the team you want to – you want to uh, face on your ninth game in a row. Uh, really, it's going to come down for me. Gatesville junior running back Rayshon Smith. I mean, he's a home run waiting to happen. Six foot back, 180 pounds with great vision and balance, you know, in between the tackles. He also catches the ball out of the backfield sometimes too when they throw a screen pass to him. He is a really, really good player. They're going to have to bank on him to win this game, but. For Madisonville, it's all about the wide receiver, Lorenzo Johnson, who's a Texas Tech commit. Yep. And he is he's a yak warrior. I mean, every time he catches the ball, really fast, shifty. Uh, he's a threat, like Rayshon Smith in a lot of ways. Like He can take it to the house. I'd say Rayshon Smith as a runner, a little more power back, a little more balance back, while Lorenzo Johnson's more of the speed, shifty guy on the outside. Carter, it is quintessential Texas high school football to me. Lorena and Franklin tonight, a couple of teams that are near the top of the 3A. Franklin undefeated 7-0. Lorena coming into this game at 6-2. and but Their two losses are La Vega and China Spring. <laughs> not bad losses to have. Uh, if you ask Max Preps, which I would recommend not doing, but if you ask them, it's a top 15 matchup. I'm, I really, really like this Franklin team, but Lorena could at least make it interesting. Well, okay, we talk about playing some salty teams at the end of the year. Franklin is the team you do not want to face in the middle of October when the weather starts dipping and they get in their wing T formation because they're just going to punch you in the mouth, play after play behind Jaden Jackson. You know, he's got a Texas Tech offer. We talked about him. He was sharing the backfield with Baylor running back Bryce and Washington last year. Now he's kind of the lead guy, and he's really taking advantage of the opportunity. But the Lorena team, yes, at 6-2, and And two, you know, you never want to take a moral victory, but two good losses, you know, to really tough opponents. Baylor wide receiver commit Jaden Porter is the guy to watch for Lorena, and he has missed a good chunk of the season with an injury, but he's back in action tonight. I believe he was back last week, too. Yeah. 
Uh, so this is kind of a different Lorena team than maybe even that 6-2 and two record shows. They've been playing a lot of the season uh, without their best player at wide receiver. Uh, it's going to be one of those games where two different styles of offense. Lorena wants to chuck it a bit to Jaden Porter, get on the outside, play fast, and Franklin really wants to ground and pound. It's a West High School team that has won the comma that has won four consecutive games. They're undefeated in district play, taking on Grandview, who has been so good this year. Another game where if you look on paper, Grandview should win by 10 points, but it's at West tonight. Any any inkling of who's going to win this one? Okay, West's last three games, I know it's not against the greatest competition. They've won 66 nothing, 65 nothing. 38 nothing. Yeah. So they are on a rampage right now. I feel like that streak comes to an end tonight with Grandview. I really like Carter Collins, the linebacker tight end for Grandview. Six foot, 200 pound guy. He plays tight end. He'll get out on the edge and block you in the wide receiver screen game and then the outside zone run game. I think Grandview is just too disciplined of a team. And West, playing a lot of the lesser opponents they had the last three weeks. It's going to be kind of a shock playing Grandview tonight. So uh, even though Grandview going to enemy territory, I got I got Grandview in this one. Yeah, Grandview has not allowed – they've allowed 71 points this year. And similar to West, they've not allowed a point uh, since the middle of September. Uh, just uh, two teams that are on dominant paths, an unstoppable object, and movable force. We'll see what happens over in West tonight. That's Carter Yates of Dave Campbell's Texas High School Football. Carter, thanks for joining the show today and breaking down all these games. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. He did it. He did it big. Carter Yates joining us again, breaking down China Spring in Stephenville last night and a couple of the big ones around Waco this evening. Coming up, Nathan Brown, Big 12 Mafia. He's going to talk a bit about BYU this week, a, a run, a rundown of the Big 12 games, and also this West Virginia TCU to the ACC deal. Let's get his thoughts on this. This is the Drake Toll Show. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. First Central Credit Union says it's game on. Lower your monthly vehicle payments by refinancing your vehicle with First Central. Make it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Finance elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online today. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your log miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walk waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. At UBO Business Services, we recognize that on-prem print servers cost an organization $1,800 to $3,600 annually. With UBO, we are the only dealer in the country that can take print driver deployment, offer secure cloud printing, offer follow me print, scan to myself, and cloud as well as X Media's faxing all to the cloud. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef for all their break room supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payment, and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef design a break room that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com. On the Drake Toll Show on ESPN Central Texas. What's tomorrow, Aaron? Saturday. 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 Ah, but it's Friday, the end of the work week today. And big news across college. Well, I say news. This one's a little bit older. We've just been unpacking the ACC, possibly looking at West Virginia and TCU moving forward, looking at the Big 12 slate this weekend. A lot of conference talk. And now we've got Big 12 Mafia, Nathan Brown, joining the show today. Nathan, let's start right around your country with BYU and Texas Tech and do a little weekend whip around for the Big 12. Look, BYU, night games, something very dangerous for any opponent. Do you like the Cougars in this matchup? I do, and i got to apologize. My voice is a little hoarse. Uh, You and me both. But, um, yeah, I, I really think there's something to this. Look. They're they're 27, I think, and three in night games since 19. Sorry, since 2019. Yeah, and yeah, those are stats you just can't fight because they're 14 and 14 in all day games. So you do the math, Brown. I, Nathan, I 
Dude, I don't get it. You know, how does one team play so much better at night to a point where it's it's a statistic anomaly for BYU? And and now you get a Texas Tech squad that says Baron Morton is a game time decision. That typically means the kid won't play. You're just trying to throw something out there for the opposing coach to to look at some smoke and mirrors a bit. And then Jake Strong was really rough at QB against Kansas State for Texas Tech last week. Is this a game where the BYU defense that has struggled the last few weeks can exploit a rookie QB? Yeah, I think so. Um, look, it, it was a wake-up call last Saturday for, at DCU, right? BYU went in with high hopes and really came out flat and never, never got on top in that game. You've been here in a couple night games now. Yeah. The environment in Provo, I would put it easily in the top five for being in the stadium. And the noise level, I, look, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. I know what the 12s can do in Seattle I would put any BYU home night game up up there with it the same. Yeah, I, I've look Texas Tech wise got a lot of confidence what BYU can bring because of the injuries for the Red Raiders and the fact that they will not lean on Taj Brooks as much as they should, especially in the red zone. But a BYU team bomber before we go into the rest of these games, a BYU team that only averages 306 total yards per game and 67 and a half yards on the ground. This run offense has been bad, was bad, continues to be bad. It's just not good. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no way to, to sugarcoat that. Uh, they got to continue to increase and get better as a team. But, uh, again, I think BYU is much better than they played last week. And I, I would look for them to hang tough, depending on what the line is going into this game. If it's uh, less than three points, I would say go with Texas Tech. If it's more than three, I would pick BYU. Mafia, going into the rest of the games in league this week, I I need your help. I need your help because I have no idea. Oklahoma State and West Virginia, a a Cowboys program that seems back on track now somehow, though it has one of the worst rosters to me in the Big 12, a West Virginia team that was so good and then lost to Houston on the road on a Hail Mary. What do you make of this ball game? Well, I, I think, for one thing, I think West Virginia is a great team. They, they've turned everybody's predictions upside down yeah. from the beginning of this season. I think I had them winning four or five games. So I do a mea culpa here and say they are much better than I thought they were going to be. But unfortunately, I think this Oklahoma State team is back. I'm not sure where they were gone for the first four weeks. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out that Wyoming ends up being those guys. But Texas Tech, uh, sorry, not Texas Tech, the um, game is going to be a lot closer than you think, and I think Oklahoma State is probably going to pull it out. Hmm. Oklahoma State again on the road in Morgantown, 2.30 on ESPN. Oklahoma State has landed on Alan Bowman at quarterback. The Michigan, once Texas Tech transfer, West Virginia leaning on C.J. Donaldson and Garrett Green, Hudson Clement on their offense that was so electric despite the loss to Houston. Nathan, Baylor-Cincinnati. The Bearcats favored by three and a half. And to me, I don't know if three and a half is enough. I, I, I've got Cincy all day in this one. You've seen them play. Yeah, I like Cincinnati. I think they're going to be good in the Big 12 moving forward. And again, there's another team that has really been different uh, than people predicted. So, yeah, I would, unfortunately, I love Baylor normally, but I, I would take Cincinnati in this game as well. Do you think that Cincinnati is, and look, they're two and four, so they don't deserve a lot of hype around the conference, but are they a team that could still sneak into bowl contention, win four of their last six, 
uh, and, and possibly make that push because of how good their defense is, not just on paper, but with all Americans on the D-line? It's going to be tough. I mean, their their record says what their team is in balance, but I think they're better than uh, I've seen them play. And except for a couple of, of fluke plays, they played BYU pretty straight up through three quarters. So I, I think that it, if Cincinnati has a chance to sort of drive it home, I think they can finish the deal. Oklahoma and UCF, 11 a.m. on ABC. OU favored by 17 and a half. UCF. Once looked so good with John Rice Plumley at the helm. He went down. Timmy McLean took over. They are 0-3 in Big 12 play. We hear that we're getting John Rice Plumley back this week, but who knows if he'll be at 100%. Dylan Gabriel, the best QB in the Big 12. Is there any way that Oklahoma does not cover 17.5 points? No, I would take the over on that. Uh, Oklahoma is the real deal. I picked him to win the conference at the beginning of the season. Uh, the only game I really thought that was on their schedule besides Texas that they may lose is that BYU in Provo in November? Um, I, I think they, they easily cover. I am so uh, upset that no one in the Big 12, the remaining Big 12, has been able to get Texas off its footing yet. And this week it shouldn't happen, Texas and Houston. But, but Nathan, I want to just close our eyes and picture what it would be like if the Cougars, if we look up – on Saturday at 7 p.m. in Houston has somehow pulled off the greatest miracle in college football and upset Texas. It's not going to happen. UT favored by 24 points in this game. But the Cougars are at least riding a little bit of momentum after that West Virginia win. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, again, another team that everybody was looking past, including myself, uh, that West Virginia game was crazy, but they won. Uh, I, I don't know, 24 and a half points is a lot of points. I would probably, um, I don't know, I would probably take the over. I think Texas has something to prove. I am, with with this TCU-Kansas State game, I am wholly confused. Because just like Oklahoma State-West Virginia, there doesn't seem to be an edge for either team. I'm surprised Kansas State is favored by an entire touchdown where they're trying to figure out who they're going to play at quarterback. TCU's Josh Hoover looked so good last week. Let me pitch it to you this way. As a BYU guy yourself, somebody who lives – uh, right there in Provo. For for TCU, do you think Josh Hoover was a flash in the pan, or can he get it done against a Kansas State team favored by seven? I would I would take Kansas State and lay the points for that game, but I do think that uh, that quarterback played a lot better than you might have thought coming out for his, his first start against a team that had been hot, and he just lit up the scoreboard. So uh, I I would I would think that he's just going to get better with time. But I think Kansas State is going to do it this particular week. Again, Nathan Brown, Big 12 expert known as Big 12 Mafia on Twitter, is joining the Drake Toll Show here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, let's do this whole expansion thing because that's been such a hot topic. And we're going to start with a a week-old story, Gonzaga basketball. Murmurs of them being added in the Big 12 as a basketball-only school, but Nothing. It was one a one-off report from Seth Davis, and since then we've gotten no follow-up, no update. Is this just smoke and mirrors at this point? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's something that is they're trying to get people talking realignment again. Yeah, I think Gonzaga is a red herring. I think it's all about uh, Oregon State and Washington State and whether they can make that work. Look, nothing can happen, not in the ACC or in uh, the Pac-2. 
two or even the Big 12 in realignment until that legal issue is settled there at the Pac-2. Once that settlement is done, then you have a bunch of uh, things can, that can fall in pretty short order. But uh, that money situation needs to be sorted out. It needs to be settled, and hopefully uh, they end up coming to the Big 12. I mean, the ACC is an outside pick, but I, I really think that once that uh, thing is settled, you're going to have other dominoes that start to fall. You, you mentioned the lawsuit, Oregon State and Washington State currently with the Pac-12, and Washington came out and tried to denounce it, and that isn't really going too well. And where do those two teams end up? G- give me an update. I know we're looking at around mid-November for this team to try to clear up a little bit, but to, to break it down for those who might not have a pulse on this, where, where are Washington State, Oregon State at? Yeah, so um, the the next court date is set, like you said, for the middle of November. Uh, there's been conversations that it will be settled beforehand. But really, just to wrap this up, basically, you had 10 schools leave the Pac-12, and they left these two schools back. They all left them for dead, didn't really care. And so what Washington State and Oregon State decided to do is, hey, we're going to fight for these assets. And there's considerable money, both in playoff dollars and with the NCAA basketball credits, that they're fighting over potentially hundreds of millions of dollars and that disposition. So it was well worth the lawsuit to try to stop them from disbanding the conference. It's well worth the time and effort to uh, fight for the money and position. And look, I really think if they come out on the good side of that, they have assets then that they can basically use to get into the Big 12. While the sickness has hurt the quality of your voice, media, but Mafia, your uh, your media presence, your your ability to bring just uh, honest, forthright, level-headed takes is as good as ever. Right before we get you out of here, the the talk of the show today: Clemson, uh, UNC, Florida State wanting out of the ACC, and how one massive donor says that the ACC should go after West Virginia and TCU in six years. There there are a lot of ins and outs to how this would work, but. To, to me, you know, West Virginia, its fan base, they seem upset that they have zero, and I mean zero, convenient, close road games where folks could drive to and get to, and that's that's ticked off a lot of people over the course of the last decade when the Big 12 saved them, when the ACC initially said no. Any way the Mountaineers find themselves in a new conference in the next 5, 10 years? No, I think that horizon is too close. I think if they're, if they're going to come in, it's not going to be till maybe 2030 or 33, something like that. Uh, And the reason is, is because right now the big 12s worth more. Now they might get more money because SMU wrote them a check and they're basically stealing the, the money for the media dollars for Cal and Stanford and SMU. But that's a short-term fix. That is not a solution uh, to keep the, the ACC more viable. So sure. If the school wants to go, let them go. But I think they would be leaving a, a very good conference and a great position to go to somewhere that you're sort of crossing your fingers and hope nothing blows up. Nathan Brown, Big 12 Mafia. Where can listeners of ESPN Central Texas find your work? On YouTube is the easiest place. Either uh, at Big 12 Mafia or at the Holy Rivals show. The Holy Rivals is our is our BYU-Utah-centric channel. Uh, but both are on YouTube, um, or you can follow me on Twitter, and that's at B12Mafia. There he goes. He did it and did it big. Nathan Brown, thanks for joining the show. 
Thanks a lot, Drake. I can't wait to do it again. And good luck to you, to all the people out there playing this weekend. Let's try to keep people getting hurt this year. Yeah, no kidding. Been a wild year for injuries in the Big 12, specifically the quarterback position specifically as well. Baylor, no stranger to that. Uh, losing Blake Shapen early on, going Sawyer Robertson, now getting Blake back and having Cincinnati on Saturday. 11 a.m. tomorrow, Baylor, Cincy, Skyline, Chile, and I just I don't see a way that Baylor wins this game. I got Cincinnati winning by 7, 10, and oh, wait. Speaking of, coming up next is the Witching Hour, and along with the Witching Hour, we'll give you the best bets, the pick the everything that we've got for the Big 12 and abroad with some high school picks thrown in there as well. This is the Drake Toll Show. Baylor Bear football is headed to the Queen City for its first ever Big 12 matchup with the Cincinnati Bearcats this Saturday. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. Join John, JJ, and Ricky from Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati for all the play-by-play of the Bears and the Bearcats right here on ESPN Central Texas. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Bush's Chicken has a long tradition of being voted the best chicken in communities where we're located. People love our specials like Tender Tuesday and Happy Hour every day from 2 to 5 p.m. And Bush's believes in giving back to our communities. Most weeks throughout the year, Bush's Chicken is donating meals and our famous iced tea in support of area schools and churches. Stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.9% for 72 months, 5,000 down, cash or trade, DTL, extra CD for details. Road construction continues, and so do the savings at Richard Carr's pre-owned construction sales event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Nissan Sentra for $150 a month, a 2015 Mercedes C250 for $241 a month, or a 2017 Ford F-150 XL for $390 a month. Overnight, thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles in stock. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the pre-owned construction sales event at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. The source for Baylor Athletic News and Information. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. 
Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special, two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns, and the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes, and daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burgers with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special, a Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. It's the witching hour. Welcome back to the Drake Toll Show. It was truly the witching hour for Cameron Stewart last night. Ha, ha, ha. He uh, had a little run-in with the law. He was not the one at fault. He's why Cam's not in the studio today. Joined us for a little bit earlier on in the show. We'll tell have a tell-all on Monday. Cam um, was robbed last night. I know. And it's interesting we make, if you listen to the show, if you listen to the show, you get why we've made light of it a little bit, right? Cam's a very lighthearted, funny guy. And he was. Gunpoint. Somebody stole his car. They got the car back. Most of the items within the vehicle were there. Uh, the assailants ran away. Just a wild deal. So Cam is dealing with that today. We'll be back in studio tomorrow. On today's show, we have taken you through a whole lot, mostly in college football, but a little bit. We started the show off with the Texas Rangers and how things just look really bad. A couple of wins, a couple of close wins on the road that you lose in blowout fashion. The last two nights at home in front of a big home crowd. You get a 4 o'clock game today, which is the naptime snoozer game. Jordan Montgomery going on the mound is huge, but what are you going to do? I mean, what? What are you going to do? It's against Justin Verlander. You got to come out, hit him around again, and try to make this make this series a 3-2 lead for the Texas Rangers going into Houston. If you do not do that, if you are down 3-2 going to Houston, despite how bad Houston plays at home, I really don't like your odds, especially with the fact that, sure, you get Evaldi in Game 6, but in Game 7, you get Max Scherzer, who in his last two playoff games has a 10-plus ERA. Think about this. Think about this. Nate Evaldi can close the door in game six, especially on the road in Houston. He's great on the road in the postseason. Was great in game two. You're able to go Evaldi up three games to two. You close it out in six games. We all go home. The Texas Rangers are World Series bound. We'll see you at the Fall Classic. You lose today. Ball in Evaldi's hands. You're still confident with him being on the road, but now you take it to a game seven. Who starts? Is Scherzer ready to go again? Do you have confidence in Scherzer again? He got beat around the yard the last time. I don't know, man. I don't know. Was it Fromber Valdez? He fell apart. Scherzer Valdez, you can or, or make it Evaldi Valdez. You can really make make do with that in Game Six. Might as well just close out the series there. 
Don't have to worry about Christian Javier in Game 7. Don't <laughs> want to do that against Max Scherzer again, please. I already saw it once. That song and dance can be done. Give me a Rangers win tonight. We talked about that in the open. Then we got to Cameron Stewart, Art Bryles, Ian McCaw, one of those guys who was not in court this week, but could soon be in court, by the way. Ian McCaw and Art Bryles in at least one of the many circumstances of reported sexual assault or domestic abuse they are off free they are dismissed Bryles and McCaw this week on one of those accounts with Chaffin and so or Chaffin and with Chaffin and that situation book being closed it doesn't completely uh, put our Bryles in the clear but it gives you some clarity on one scenario within this and again I still think Kaz Kazadi Jeff Lebby Kendall Bryles, things that they knew over the course of their tenure at Baylor that were never addressed, that they got off free. When you say our Bryles is a scapegoat, overall, no, that doesn't tell the true story. Was he a scapegoat for those guys? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Did he do nothing wrong? Did our Bryles do nothing wrong? No. Of course, he didn't. He did do. Uh, uh, the, the word negligence still works for a lot of this, and what he did was wrong. Did other guys who did stuff that was worse, stuff that was bad, stuff that was fireable, did they get off free? Yes. This is a very, it's a complex, complicated situation you have to work through a lot of different avenues for. And that's where I've fallen today. Then, rumors of the Big 12 try, uh, falling apart. The ACC wants to take West Virginia and, and TCU possibly down the line. We talked about that at 1241 o'clock was Carter Yates, Dave Campbell's Texas High School football breaking down China Spring and Stephenville 31-21 loss for the Cougars. And we just heard from Nathan Brown, Big 12 Mafia, about the state of the conference, the Big 12 conference, about expansion with Gonzaga, Oregon State, Washington State, and a breakdown of all the games around the Big 12. Let's pick all the games in the SEC, the Big 12, and the big ones in college football. This weekend, UCF, Oklahoma, give me OU. That one's quick. Baylor and Cincinnati. Emory Jones, a good quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. He's got a rough couple of weeks. He's more turnover-prone. Uh, but he's not, I mean, look, he's he's not bad. He's not bad. People say Emory Jones is a bad quarterback. They are wrong. Baylor's a bad football team. They are right. Baylor lost to Texas Tech 39-14 last week. Forget Cincinnati has lost three straight games, two of those blowouts, 30-10 to last week against Iowa State at home. Not this time. The defense of Cincinnati, which has been, it was so good on paper preseason. They've lost four straight, and one of those games includes Miami of Ohio. But I think Cincinnati gets back on track at 11 a.m. this weekend with a win against the Baylor Bears. Cincinnati's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like it. I'm going to take it. I've got Cincinnati winning this ballgame. Maybe you're a Baylor fan. You're thinking, oh, what a cynic. Oh, this guy hates Baylor. Oh, this guy, he's not positive enough. Have you watched a Baylor football game this season? Have you seen what Baylor's done this season? Dave Aranda's demeanor, I don't, I'm not buying it this week. Cincinnati beats Baylor 31-21, 31-24, somewhere in that range. Cincinnati offense wakes up against a Baylor defense. It's been lackluster at best against mediocre Big 12 offenses. Oklahoma State at West Virginia. This is one of the most intriguing matchups, not just in the Big 12, but in the country. The Mountaineers, D.J. Donaldson, the Cowboys, Ollie Gordon. Ollie Gordon might be the best player offensively that's in this game. If Oklahoma State actually gives them the football, Cowboys are going to be okay. They're on a, a, a beautiful run since losing 33-7 to to South Alabama. Give me Oklahoma State a road upset against West Virginia, dropping the Mountaineers to 4-3, and three, further solidifying the fact that Neil Brown will likely be fired at the end of the season. Oklahoma State improves to 5-2. and two. Mike Gundy finds a way to get it done always. Texas beats Houston. 
Texas Tech BYU. Texas Tech down to its third string quarterback, who was really bad last week. Baron Morton likely out for this game. BYU has Keaton Slovis. The BYU defense has struggled the last few weeks. I think they're able to put it together here, though. Lavelle Edwards Stadium, where BYU is 17 of 1, 17 and 1 in its last 18 night games at home. That is absurd. BYU uses that 6 o'clock kickoff FS1. Texas Tech and Joy McGuire dropped to 3-5 and five overall. BYU improves to 5-2, and two, one game away from bowl contention for the Cougars as they hit the home stretch of the football season. TCU and Kansas State, 6.5-point favorite Kansas State playing at home. Bill Snyder Family Stadium, Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, look, TCU backup quarterback freshman star Josh Hoover was great against BYU. Kansas State freshman quarterback Avery Johnson was so nails against Texas Tech. He had five rushing touchdowns last week against Texas Tech. And and they still might start Will Howard. They're still likely going to start Will Howard and go 50-50. That's the reason that I think TCU's got a shot in this game is because Kansas State's going to rotate quarterbacks. That's always a bad idea. It never works. It never works. Remember when Florida had T- when Tebow was the backup at Florida and that other guy was starting? What's the other guy's name? You probably don't remember. I don't remember. Why would anybody remember? Had they just started Tebow from jump, Urban Meyer probably would have won a lot more games early on in his tenure. If Kansas State just starts Avery Johnson, they might win this game by 10. I think Josh Hoover has another good week. Another good week for TCU, and the Horned Frogs at least keep it close. I'm going with a one, two-point game in this. Give me Kansas State 31, TCU 30. I'm going to give the Wildcats an edge in the end because they give Avery Johnson, the backup quarterback, the freshman, the ball. And Kansas State gets it done at home over the Horn Frogs. TCU falls to 4-4. Four and four. Kansas State approaches 5-2, and 3-1 and one in Big 12 play. And we start talking about the Wildcats again being a contender in the Big 12 to win a conference championship. Over in the SEC, Mississippi State travels to Arkansas. 0-3 in SEC play. Mississippi State 3-3 three three overall. Arkansas 0-4 in SEC play. 2-5 overall. Give me the Hogs, but not by six and a half. What are we doing? A touchdown favorite? A two and five team against a three and three team. Both teams defeated in SEC play, but a touchdown favorite. I got Arkansas in a snoozer. 21-17 Hogs. Number 17, Tennessee travels to number 11, Alabama. 230 on CBS. Crimson Tide favored by 10 points. Alabama. Will beat Tennessee this week. Jalen Milrose found his footing. Alabama looks a lot better. They moved to 7-1, 5-0 in SEC play. And again, you know they're not a top-10 team. Alabama right now, according to the AP poll, is not a top-10 team. I still think that Alabama has a shot at a college football playoff. They'll win the West in the SEC. Again, 5-0. They'll win the West in the SEC. have a couple of easier games, comparatively, coming up. I think Bama beats Tennessee this weekend. South Carolina at Missouri in Columbia, Missouri, favored by seven and a half. South Carolina. Where did this come from? With Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer, they're two and four, one and three in SEC play. Missouri six and one, two and one in SEC play. Missouri's legit. Eli Drinkwitz is legit. Not only can he recruit, now he's proven that he can coach. Brady Cook, the Missouri Tigers. Oh, that running back of theirs, Cody Schrader. I don't know if you've watched him. Electric. Give me Mizzou at home to beat South Carolina. Auburn hosts Ole Miss this weekend. Ole Miss, the road team, favored by six and a half. And I know I've been picking a lot of favorites here early on, picking a lot of favorites to win. Not so fast. I like the home team, Auburn Tigers, who are 0-3 in SEC play, to get their first win in conference this season against Ole Miss. 
The Rebels, 5-1 and one overall. The Tigers, 3-3. Three and three. Ole Miss top 15 team. They go to Jordan-Hare Stadium and Auburn. Six and a half point underdogs. Six and a half point underdogs will find a way to get the win. That's the SEC and the Big 12 wrapped up. We'll give you some top 25 matchups from across the country this weekend. Penn State and Ohio State being the marquee one. Gus Johnson on the call, 11 a.m. on Fox. Ohio State favored by five at home. Not so fast, my friend. Keep your eyes glued to this one. If you get bored of the Baylor game, keep your eyes on Penn State and Ohio State this weekend. I've got Penn State in an upset. Ohio State is banged up. I'm still not buying Kyle McCord. I think I really believe Drew Aller is an underrated, underrated top 20 quarterback in the country, top five quarterback in the Big Ten, and will prove it at 11 a.m. this weekend. I don't like Ryan Day. (laughs) Penn State on top of Ohio State this weekend, an upset on the road for the Nittany Lions. Washington State goes to Oregon. Oregon favored by 20 points. No way, no how. Washington State covers 20 points. They lose the ball game. Oregon wins in Austin Stadium. Minnesota at Iowa. Iowa's only favored by three and a half against Minnesota. Iowa, number 24 in the country, six and one overall, three and one in Big Ten play. Give me Iowa by three and a half and some more. Over under of 30 points. Gross is what that is. Gross. It's a record. I think it's the record under for a Power Five game. Minnesota and Iowa, 30 and a half points. Iowa minus three and a half. Give me Iowa in a home game. Kinnick Stadium against Minnesota. Michigan, Michigan State. Sparty. Falls at home. They are now 2-5, 24-point underdogs in that game as well. Number 16, Duke goes to Florida State. Florida State, 14.5-point favorites. I don't know if they win by that much, but Duke has been battling with injuries at the quarterback position. I don't think the Blue Devils have enough not to stop that Florida State defense, not to score in the Florida State defense. Low scoring because Duke's defense is elite. 17-14, 17-10, Duke covers. Duke loses. Give me Florida State. Utah, USC, 5-1 Utah, 6-1 USC. What did we see last week? Caleb Williams might be fraudulent. USC might be fraudulent. They lost to Notre Dame. They got blown out by Notre Dame. Utah got blown out earlier this year by Oregon State. It looks really good. Utah does it again here on Fox. Utah over USC, a road upset. They're 7-7. Touchdown, dogs. Utah gets it done. Arizona State and Washington. Bow down to Washington, 27.5-point favorites. They win it. They don't cover, but they win it. And then UCLA at Stanford. Stanford looks better after that Colorado win, but give me UCLA. Take you around some of these scores quickly, some of these games quickly in Texas high school football. Here in Central Texas, we've got some big ones, some showdowns that you want to stay glued to. Lorena and Franklin being the big one. That's on our airwaves, 101.3 on our airwaves tonight. Jared Brown on the call. Give me Franklin tonight. Lorena's good, but not, not good enough. I don't think Jaden Porter. They're going to key in. Franklin keys in on Jaden Porter. They run the football well, and Franklin gets a win over Lorena tonight by 7 or 10 points. Gatesville falls to Madisonville on the road, a top 20 matchup. Madisonville is dangerous. They could make an outside run at a state championship this year. They knock off Gatesville tonight. Georgetown falls to College Station by double digits in my book. College Station, start talking about them. Start talking about them being an outside uh, an outside shot at a state championship this season as well. They've been pretty good. Connolly, number 12 team in class, 4A Division II at Salado. Salado 2-6, bad year. Bad year for Salado. Connolly gets a win. They roll by 21 points on the road tonight. Mejia and Eustace. The Black Cats improved to 3-6. They're going to the postseason. Not too bad. Holland. 7-0 this year, moving to 8-0 with a win at Hearn. 
Academy over McGregor. Some easy, easy picks in a couple of these Central Texas games. Grows back over Tig on the road. West and Grandview, give me West with the home upset tonight. I like West with the home upset. It's a very, it's not a very popular pick, but give me West getting it done. Last couple of these games that I'll throw at you here. Marlin 5-2 and two against the 1-6 Bruce Folletti. Marlin's pretty darn good to get another win tonight. La Vega and Alvarado. Give me Alvarado upsetting La Vega at La Vega on top of the Pirates. Midway and Brian. Brian gets it done, improves to 4-4. Four and four. Midway drops to 3-6, and six, though they have not lost a game since Shane Anderson left. And Valley Mills tonight. Rosebud Lot, Valley Mills, that's a battle for a playoff spot. Four and three Valley Mills, three and four Rosebud Lot. Final score 20. I give me 28. No, 21 20. Valley Mills over Rosebud Lot in this one. The Eagles are going to the postseason. Coming up, it is John Morris for the John Morris Show. Matt Mosley follows suit from three to six with a Matt Mosley Show. This has been and always will be. Thanks for making it your lunchtime. Listen every single day. Coming up on Monday, Cam Stewart comes back. We'll bring you Rangers, Astros, a Baylor recap, and more. This is the Drake Toll Show. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Wednesday, beginning at 7 p.m., live from Rudy's in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Wednesday live from Rudy's and hear from equestrian coach Casey Maxwell and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's this Wednesday from 7 till 8 p.m. live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to eecu.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to 